Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slowbeef. With me, of course, my good friend Oren Ronan. Good evening. My good friend Polo Hoko. Hey. My good friend Jim. Hey everybody. My good friend Devious Vacuum. Honk honk. <laughs> my good friend Turbo C. I'm here too. We're all here this week. Well, Hello. we're all here this week, but as far as our characters in Shibuya Scramble, we're, we are down one. <laughs> what a um, segue. Maria, uh, Maria's... Um, I can't believe Tanaka's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's no. favorite. Maria's no longer under our control, but she's still a part of the story. Yeah, exactly. She's a, she's a non-player character now. Um, let me tell you something that happened. Um, because we're going to start this week with Minorikawa, right? And you know how we all pick some, every, we all pick a character. Um, so earlier in the week, I was like, I'll do Kano because he's the uh, last person I haven't done. Pola and Oren, um, didn't say anything. No, no, I'm sorry. That's wrong. They were like, Hey, I don't have time to do nuts this week, which is fine. Um, uh, Turbo is the person I was, I was shaming for not saying anything. I apologize for that. But anyway, um, I, di- I didn't say anything until the last possible seconds. So you can shame me too. I was gonna do that. Yeah, you were next. Don't worry. We were. I, w- I was the first right after you. Were you? Yeah. What did you say? I, I said know. I was busy, and I, and I was the only. I haven't had a week off yet, so if you didn't mind, I would. Ah, oh, freak. Okay, fine. Anyway, okay. So I I miscounted then. All right, there's no one to shame. But anyway, yeah. Then who's the Osawa here now? I think there's one person to shame. <laughs> but wait. <laughs> the most hardworking man in podcast, Slow Beef, is here to present two characters for you all tonight. So I hope you're so excited to hear his wonderful voice. Can I just explain what happened? I was away on a business <laughs> trip. I flew in. When I landed, I finished Kano's story. I'm in a taxi on the way home, which I'm stuck in traffic. My laptop is at like 56 minutes of battery. And Jim put to Discord, I can do Osawa, but we need two more people to do Minorikawa and Achi. Um, and I'm like, okay, I don't have enough battery to do both, I don't think, but I could do Minorikawa, because this is the way Minorikawa would have been on Visual <laughs> Novel Book Club. Yeah, you really had your Shibuya scramble moment. Did the taxi driver have your back? How was, how was your taxi driver taking care of that? You <laughs> <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. This is more exciting than, than Osawa's route, so, this story. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Minorikawa. All right, listen to me. Um, it's well, I, I always mix up the time with the military of the twenty-four hour clock. Is it six o'clock now? I think five o'clock, seventeen hundred. Five o'clock. Excuse me. Going to six, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, they just realized, thanks to the TV, that Toyama didn't die. Um, and by they, I mean, of course, Minorikawa, who's in heaven, publishing with Chiaki, uh, with Hannah, and then with their two loan sharks, uh, Ozu and Sagawa. Now they can't figure out why, you know, their false information that Toyama was in that explosion came out, and, like, why Hana thought so, you know? And, um... What do you call it? They, you know, they can't figure it out, but Ozu is just like, you know what, maybe Toyama is just a shitty guy and told his daughter that he died, you know? Yeah. <laughs> told his daughter that he died? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, daughter. I died. Hi, Hana. Let her I'm to dead. believe. <laughs> <laughs> Let her, yeah, I definitely convinced her that he was dead. <laughs> I think he got her to lie for him. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he said, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. No, Ozu says the thing, like, he would be, like, the kind of crappy father who involved his daughter in yeah. this. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ozu's like, well, I'm just going to sit here and wait for him to show up then, right? But Sagala, who I think is more like the boss, you know, um, decides to go to Chiaki, interestingly, and say, like, do you know where he is? And she says no, and then he kind of gets in her face. He's like, you better tell me if you know. And then she stands up to him to, and to say, like, I wouldn't tell you if I didn't know. But then he, she accidentally headbutts him and hurts herself in the process. And him. <laughs> so it's like one of those accidental headbutts where you're both hurt kind of thing. So anyway. Nobody <laughs> wins. And then she ate paper to recover. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a way to headbutt somebody where you don't hurt yourself? I think... All right, so I have this weird bony ridge in my skull. It's just odd. My wife thinks it's the strangest thing. So I think I was meant to headbutt people, but I've never had the opportunity. It means you made too many renegade choices. It's true, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, my brother has it, too. It's like this bone mohawk thing. It's like subtle. It's like a big mohawk thing, of course, but it's like this weird ridge, if you feel. I'm feeling it right now as are I'm you talking a, to you. Are you a Klingon? <laughs> I don't think so, because that's... Um, I don't know enough about Star Trek to make that joke. I was going for a more big boss thing, but that that's good, too. <laughs> yeah, that's... yeah. <laughs> don't get me on my MGS5 rant. Um, so he gets into... Uh, okay, yeah. Anyway, headbutt. Anyway, Minora Kawa tells Chiaki to just keep working on the article, and his plan is to keep looking for that issue of four-stop gossip general for Osawa to find out who I was dating, if you can find that old article, you know, that was written up. Now, um, he's kind of, like, doing this under the guise of trying to find out where Toyama went when the loan sharks are bugging him, you know? So, he does find the article straight away, but he realizes that Toyama was actually the person who wrote it, so only Toyama would actually remember, because it's not in the article, it's, like, the copy itself, who that purported lover was. Um, anyway, Sagawa's in impatient, and Minorikawa decides to further stall him by suggesting they order noodles, and this gets into a segue where then, like, Sagawa knows you talk about this terrible soba that they had. It was like this awful soba. You just wouldn't believe it. So he, that somehow does buy him some time. Not much, but, you know, it, it does. It was soba-ad. It was soba-ad. Hey. hey! Oh, my God. So to buy even more time, he decides to ask about SOS, because he has to, you know write an article about them, so kill two birds with one stone, I guess. And um, they actually do tell him about SOS, and they said, you know, they give him an overview, and then said they used to have a leader named Achi Endo. Um, he was the toughest one, the only one that they wouldn't want to fight, but he left, and the gang started to do, like, shakedowns and all sorts of, like, actual criminal stuff that Endo didn't let them do, and Achi didn't let them do when he was in charge. And uh, Susumu's now in charge, and the gang isn't as good as it was, etc., but they mentioned SOS's hideout is Inferno, Inferno, like a place called Inferno in Uraharajuku. But then all of a sudden, the phone, Narakawa's phone rings, and it's Toyama calling. And he says, he, look, he faked his death to get out of debt, because even if they publish the issue and he makes money, he's still going to be in debt, so it's not like it really helps him. And Minorikawa's like, you fool. I have a big scoop, and we're going to make money like up to the ceiling. We're going to make bank. You won't have to worry about it. Promise. And he's like, um, Minorikawa then gets an idea and he goes, where are you? But before Toyama can say anything, he says, uh, Miyashita Park got it and hangs up. And the loan sharks overhear him and go, Miyashita Park, we'll we'll get him. And they leave and they run to go get Toyama. So Minorikawa calls Toyama back and he says, don't worry, I had the best plan. I told them you were in Miyashita Park. 
what's the flaw? You see it coming, but I still thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> so Yama is like, I'm actually in Miyashima Park. To which Mikara's like, what? What? Why the hell are you there? And he's like, well, why didn't you tell them I was here? He's like, I didn't know. All right, so we have to meet somewhere, and you get the option to say, let's go back to Cafe Trek, all of us. Let's go to Dogen Hut Noodles, which is a little menu I saw, which gave the Norikawa the idea to stall them with noodles, or let Toyama decide. Um, the noodle shop's a bad ending, I'm going to say. The only one this chapter. I'm sorry? The only, but yes, that's right. The sole bad ending this chapter. It might be and the worst ending. <laughs> it's pretty bad, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to go with it till now. Because it's, it's a little bit in, not too far. But basically, Toyama's kind of like, eh, the noodle shop, okay, yeah, that could work. Yeah, we could go there. And he's like, well, what's the problem? He goes, no, 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 nothing, nothing. Let's meet there. So you know something's up, but you don't know what it is. Anyway, um, but so basically he's like, all right, Chiaki, are you done with your article? She goes, no, I'm still working on the copy. He's like, all right, uh, copy the stuff to your laptop, bring it to the cafe, and we'll work on it there. But just as they're about to leave, someone says you have 14 minutes, 55 seconds, 54 seconds, 53, and we meet a new character named Katayama. And he comes in, and he's a slender man with a gaudy necktie. And his catchphrase is, that's just common decency. Um, (laughs) He reminded me of the Clock King from the Batman cartoon show. Oh, my God. Uh, He's very, like, big into time. He's from the printing office, basically, and his predecessor was the person who worked with Toyama, and his predecessor had a deal that you have an 8 p.m. deadline to get us whatever you want us to print, if you want it printed. So, interesting localization change that I just noticed, because in Japanese, his catchphrase is, it's common sense. And I think they changed it because Japanese and American common sense aren't exactly the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, most of everything he says is actually, like, really strong, like, Japanese uh, business, common sense, what, what you will actually do, and, oh, and they're not American at all, so they had to change it because it just didn't read well for an American audience. Hmm. That, that's my theory. So, one of the things, like, the first thing, there's the, the game has a little, like, hint thing that points out he does it three times, um, and the first time is he arrives 15 minutes early, and he tells them you should arrive 15 minutes early to any meeting, that's just, com- that's just a common courtesy. Um, or no, I'm sorry, that's just common decency, excuse me. But um, I forget the other two times, honestly. Let's see here, because I'm terrible at notes. So, um, anyway, Kadiyama says, the problem is my predecessor was in a car accident today, and it's going to take him two months to recover. So now I'm in charge, and I think you need to be done in 15 minutes. That's the new deadline. And it's, the, it's a car accident that was caused because of Fachi like several hours earlier. <laughs> Right, that's right. Uh, it's because of Achi and Hitomi running out in, in the traffic. Like, they show a picture of it. Everything has yeah. to be tied, tied up together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that 5.30 deadline is apparently, according to him, like the standard deadline for them. But, you know, his predecessor had always uh, given Heaven Publishing a, a, a big leeway on that. Yeah. So, Minorikawa, being Minorikawa, kind of tries to, like, browbeat him into the 8 p.m. deadline, like, you think I'm lucky to print, you're going to print for me? You're lucky you're going to print my stuff, you know, all his his stuff. But it's not working. Katayana stays firm. And Chiaki meekly asks, can they have a little longer? Because, you know, there was a promise. Isn't it common decency to keep your promises? And Katayama's like, listen, you know, uh, reporters, they don't respect printers, publishers, etc. But because you asked me so meekly... You show that you have that proper respect for me. Therefore, 
I'll give you to 7 p.m. Um, for the record, you can like ask for 8 p.m. three days or next week or something, but I think 8 p.m. is the only one that's really like matters. I didn't even bother with the other two because I didn't have a lot of time. Anyway, so um, yeah, my laptop battery is dying. I think he gives you 7 p.m. anyway, no matter what yeah. you get. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't think it matters what yeah. you ask or. Nope. Um, let's see here. So anyway, Minora Kawa agrees to this, but he goes, under one condition, you're coming with us. Which Kadiyama's like, what? And he's like, that's right, because what we're going to do is we're going to finish our articles, burn them in the disc, and just hand them to you at 7 p.m. And he's like, well, I'd be just sitting here anyway. So yeah, I'll come with you. So they all go to the noodle shop, Dogen Hut, right? And they don't see the, the Toyama, but they see a proprietorist, this lady with a cleaver, a cleaver, excuse me. It's, it's the same noodle shop that uh, Archie is friendly with, that we visited like mm-hmm. several hours before. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when they were like, have you seen a blue van? Yeah. Well, to be fair now, she's like kind of in shadow this time, even though it's like not that laid out. Like she's sort of... Yeah, but there's a troll tip that makes it very clear because it's talking about the same like, um, she has an assistant... Mm-hmm. Oh, who yeah. went to the uh, big eating competition and that also ties up with everything <laughs> <laughs> well Toyama's not there so they asked this woman like have you seen this like ball guy Toyama and she's like Toyama alright I know what happened to him but you're gonna have to hear his story and it's a long one and Norikawa's like oh I really don't have time for this but alright okay <laughs> let's, let's go with it you know um, well they she used and this is a long story um, so um, she used to make deliveries. They used to make deliveries. The this place to Heaven Publishing. She says she was in her twenties too. And Minorikawa is like, well, they weren't around long enough because you know that you were in your twenties. But all right, whatever. Um, he doesn't correct her because he's in a hurry. They used to keep like tabs, you know, open for customers, but they stopped that practice. Um, but Heaven Publish apparently put their delivery person Masa into a bind. And then we get to a side about how Masa is in an ice cream eating contest with his girlfriend today. Okay, that story goes nowhere. Any that thread goes nowhere. It's that guy from before. Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's the same ice cream eating competition that that's already been in the story several times before. Yeah, and in, in that restaurant, like yeah. But it doesn't tie into what where it's like what happened to Toyama. Oh, no, we doesn't. No, not at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the thread doesn't really go anywhere that she's telling Minorikawa at that moment. But yes, 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 it's the same person, which I didn't realize. Um, let's see here. Uh, she said, okay, so basically, um, she says that Heaven Publishing said they never had any money and they couldn't pay their tab. And she's like, how can you have no money? And it also turns out that she'd written a bad review of them. But as she's speaking, Minorikawa realizes that she's actually talking about a different gossip magazine called Celebrity. Why is this so elaborate? I just like there's all these like little inconsistencies with her story and it ultimately amounts to nothing. And it's like a 10 minute ending. Like it takes a long time to get from the wrong choice to the actual ending. Let me tell you, though, too, because I did the good at path first. So then I, I knew there was one bad ending. So I'm like, I got like 18 minutes left on my laptop battery. I can loop around and do this. So I was really doing fight the clock with this part. <laughs> and she wouldn't <laughs> shut up with this story. So and she's all in, in shadows. Like, with it, it, it's like a horror thing going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they keep kind of going to her cleaver and then like it's like all dark and there's like all stuff around. Oh god, you had to get notes for this ending too. <laughs> so the lo- the loan yep, the loan charts came by uh, asking for Toyama and they offer to pay off his tab with her if uh, she turns them over to him. Wait, turns him over to them. Um 
She hasn't seen him in a while, you know, because whatever, because they she hasn't delivered to him in a long time. But she said she'll call them if she does. But then today, Toyama arrives and she calls them and they take him, but they don't pay the tab. And that's what brings her over the edge because everyone refuses to treat her with common decency and keep their promises and pay their tabs. But someone's going to have to pay for it, she says, and it's going to be all of you. And... She takes her cleaver and murders Minorikawa, Chiaki, and Katayama, who I finally feel sympathetic for. Um, so that's the only bad ending you can get this chapter. Also, she says there's meat on the menu, implying she's going to serve them to her customers. <laughs> I missed that part. Yeah. You're right. Hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> Even the, the bad ending hint kind of berates you. Like, who the hell picked the noodle shop? Why would you go there? <laughs> what an idiot suggested that. I know. <laughs> well, because obviously the correct answer here is to go to Cafe Lautrec. So we'll rewind the clock and agree to meet Toyama there. And everything obviously happens the same with Katayama coming along, etc., etc. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to lost my notes in the middle of talk. I had to reboot. I had to like restart my phone for some reason and it has all my notes on it. Uh, so at this point, like the, uh, the waitress shows up and yeah, asks him what he wants, what he wants to drink. He was like water. And she's like, just water. He goes, all right, make it a double, which I thought was good. <laughs> so she does that like mugging for the camera. Cause she's annoyed. Anyway, Tayama's having trouble remembering the name of the person that I dated, which is the whole reason for this. And, very in a very funny sort of thing you can suggest a bunch he's like i remember it was a generic name you get a bunch of japanese names you can suggest one of them is endo and you have to suggest that just so you get like a break a keep out on achi's path they're all they're all really generic japanese names except for one gotcha (laughs) (laughs) and then um when you phone if you say tanaka he's like tanaka nah that wasn't it and then the TV comes on, and they talk about the explosion from earlier in the day, and they say the the person in the side was identified as Tana- uh, Tanaka, and then all of a sudden Tayama goes, oh, Tanaka, that's right, and Rokawa's like, I said that, <laughs> but, um, let's see here. He says, shut up, chowder head. Yes, so anyway, Minorikawa calls Osawa, which causes a jump for Osawa's path, we'll learn later to tell him, I figured it out, Tanaka's dating I. Okay. Um, Kind of disappointed it was exactly the thing. Like, that it wasn't... There wasn't an additional twist or anything to that. It was just, like, drawn out over several hours, and it was exactly the conclusion that Kajiwara assumed from the beginning. Yeah, it's not like Osawa didn't know that already. Oh. Oh, yeah. And, like, two people in this thread are, uh, in this uh, path are going to mention it to him, and he's just going to be like, yeah, that's... Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be that he didn't want to face up to it. Yeah. And he needed yeah. just more than one, two people who didn't know each other yet to figure it out. Um, anyway, but I don't want to jump ahead. Sorry, I'm, we're almost to the end of this, okay? Minorikawa slams the table and says, time for an emergency le- m- meeting. We have the layouts and the copy for these stories. We still need someone to write about the terrorist bombing. Unfortunately, Chiaki's not done with her article yet. And Minorikawa still needs to write up the story about the SOS somehow, which is crazy given the amount of time left, I think, but whatever. Um, so it's like, we can't do it. There's no one left. And Minorikawa's like, there's one person left who can write this story. And before he actually, before he says that, though, Kadiyama comes over and he goes, you guys almost done with this thing? And he's like, no. He goes, what percent are you done? He goes, 
Minora Ka's like 100%. And Katayama's like, okay, if you're 100% done, could you give me the copy so I can print it? And he goes, no, I meant our willpower is at 100%. So he's like, I don't even know what that means. And he walks away. That wasn't the question, though. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't at all. And Kadihama just kind of gives up. I'm using that at work next time somebody calls me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I still, it's no, the paperwork was in my heart, but it's <laughs> maybe line number two, in my I opinion. Feel, um, I feel bad for Kadiyama, but also I don't feel bad for him. Like, I he's not being nice, and but he also did not sign up for any of this. Yeah. Here's the deal. I, I love Minorakawa, but the problem is his story is just such a step down in terms of stakes compared yeah. to everyone else. So this is his, like, final boss, basically. Yeah. And for that, <laughs> Katayama's like a villain, but also who gives a shit, you know? Well, it's, it's kind of like if you made the comic book guy from The Simpsons the villain. <laughs> well, actually, the deadline was 5.30 p.m., what if he's Alfard though? What if this is like a cover, like to get it, you know, oh. to get him where he needs to be? Oh no, that might be it. Mm-hmm. I have a th- okay, maybe I have a theory because I don't think it's going to be somebody new, and they just introduce somebody. Well, what's your theory? Yeah, that could make sense. I I'll, I I can tell my theory probably after Kano's path, but all right. Well, I don't know. Uh, it could be him. He could be Alfard, but what's well, so, uh, the thing is that. Basically, we need one more person to write the story about the bombing. And Toyama says, Minorikawa, you're the you're the guy. You can write this up. You can like get that fire from back from when you were wanted to do good news and stuff. But then Toyama's like, yeah, but you know what? Like all the other news out, the media has been there already. They're like, what could I write that's different? And we get video where Minorikawa protects so him, <laughs> and it's, it's so great. good. And, and like. I, you know, I mean, it's kind of sad to see him sort of shamed in front of Hana, but then they, like, they do a... Sh- they huh? cut to Hana, and she has the most expressionless face, too. <laughs> but the best is they, they go to the cut to Katayama, who's just like, huh. <laughs> like, he yeah. like, kind of regards it, but doesn't really have any, like, reaction. <laughs> like, what a... This is a weird day. Like, you know? That's sort of what Hana's face was, though, too. I mean, Toyama sucks, and this scene just really hammers that home because it kind of pissed me off because, like, all these people are running around trying to write these articles and save, you know, him and his publishing company, and the second that he has to do something, he just doesn't want to do it. Yeah, he's still trying to run away. Now, let's be honest, it's a step up, though, because he's not, like, you know, faking suicide. Yeah, but. that's true. Also, we need to replace the Drake meme with uh, with Hana's faces. <laughs> <laughs> Just slightly better Hana face so would be awesome. <laughs> um, so, but that getting punched finally gives Toyama like the he's like, "You're right, Minorakawa. I can do this. Come on, Hana, let's go." And they run off. And then, meanwhile, what do you call it? Minorakawa's got to get over to Inferno, somehow, like, interview SOS, write up an article and hand it into Katayama, and he barely has, he has, like, maybe, I think at this point, like, an hour 20, hour 30 left to do this before the deadline, but there's traffic everywhere, so he's like, I can't lose that much time running, walking to Inferno, but I can't take a cab. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to run to Inferno until traffic clears up, then get a cab. Unfortunately, while they're running, it's about the hour mark. Um, and 
Chiaki trips and skins her knee and I think breaks her glasses. I don't think the text mentions that. Um, and like, they don't know what to do. And he's like, Kadiyama, like, what are you doing? Don't stand there, help her. So he's like holding her up and she's like, I don't know if I can walk there. And he's like, well, I got to get her to finish her copy and hand it over. What am I going to do to be continued? Dun, dun, dun. Wow, that was long. I'm so sorry. Well, let's move move over to Achi. All right. So when we last left Achi and Hitomi, uh, they had uh, paired up with Stanley, who technically has them in protective custody. And uh, when we start the chapter, they're in the car with him, and he's driving them somewhere. Um, and well, he's they're driving to uh, Achi's house to Endo Electronics, and uh, they're. They're talking about Achi is going over the situation again uh, to Stanley and Hitomi, and uh, Stanley reminds him that uh, Alfard and and uh, his father Daisuke are after the same thing. So and and he's like, my, my I can't believe that you know I just can't believe that my dad would help would knowingly help a terrorist organization. And Stanley's like, he probably didn't realize who exactly he was helping, but. He's still helping these criminals, and Achi's like, "No, that can't can't be true." And um, and then Stanley tries to talk to Achi the way that he talks to Kano, and it doesn't work. He like asks Achi like a morality question. I didn't even write it down because I was just like, it was some like trolley ass problem shit where it was like, "Oh, would you help someone now, even if it means other people in the world are are hurt?" And uh, but Achi's too stupid for questions like this, so he's like, "Of course I would help someone who needed my help, asshole." What kind of? That's not even a question. <laughs> and um, and Stanley's like, I was with another guy today who was just like you. Are all you Japanese like this? And uh, and Achi's like, No, my sister's really smart, uh, not like me. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Oh, that's that's good, I guess. Um, and he's like, think, he's like laughing about it. Um, yeah, he's like, and- I almost started to like you guys until I found out you are oh, not all of you were stupid. Uh, I I don't know. Um, and uh so they 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 get there i guess and they and they get out of the car and they start walking down the sidewalk to the um to the electronic store and uh achi walks it, it, I, I don't i didn't check and see if the flashback happens both times but if you walk slow you get a flashback to when achi was little and basically it's like when the it's a flashback that leads up to the first time that he uh beat his dad in a fight um and how like how that felt for him because he's thinking about how he's gonna have to fight his dad here again in a more real way but uh it's this whole long story of when Achi was was little he was being bullied in school and his dad was kind of a nerd as we know so he enrolled both of them in karate classes to help them become tougher and uh, after they've been practicing for a while, they're like walking home and he's like, and Achi's like, why'd you, why'd you enroll us in this? And, uh, you know, cause he, uh, cause he takes to it really well. You know, obviously we, we know that the end result is Achi being this really powerful fighter. And, uh, and Achi's dad is like, oh, I want you to be tough because when I was in school, I was picked on and there was this tough guy that always helped me. And of course he's talking about Tateno and, um, then flash forward in this flashback to two years later, they've both been continuing karate class for two years and Achi uh, is still a little kid, but he's, you know, competing in, you know, national karate tournaments and stuff like that. And like doing where he's, he's very good at it. And um, he, uh, after, so 
at some point his his dad is like, okay, let's let's have a sparring match, right? And he's still like fighting against a child, so you know he kind of expected it so that he would still be able to to overpower him because Achi's like nine in this flashback. Um, yep. <laughs> but Achi, being incredibly powerful and strong, uh, I guess. I mean, Achi seems to be very strong, and uh, he clearly he does not get that physical strength from his father's side of the family at all. Um, and basically, he's <laughs> able to win easily against his father, and um, that was like the, I guess, like his first realization that his father was like. I don't know, like fallible or the or something, but he doesn't think that his father is like a bad person. He doesn't, or he doesn't think any less of him for it. He doesn't like respect him any less or anything like that. But the yep. people around them start to disrespect him, and it upsets him. Oh my god! Do you realize? Do you realize there's a theme in all five characters that it's a plot thread where like dad sucks? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, wow. how unusual for a piece of media to have a theme about bad fathers. Hmm. Well, hmm. But, like, <laughs> usually there's one or two tops bad fathers, but we have four bad fathers here. Everyone has a bad father with a daughter that is in trouble somehow. Yeah. Yes. Well, in, in, in this flashback, Daisuke Endo is actually a very good father. He just becomes a, a really bad one right now. No, but yeah. he sucks at karate. <laughs> <laughs> the only quality of being a dad. Well, that doesn't make you a bad father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though he's a good father in the past, he he's a bad father in the present. I don't know. It's it really does make it feel like a. It's, it's, try, it's actually trying to be a good father even in the present, just to make yeah. some very bad choices. Yeah. Just not good at karate. It really makes it feel like a like a Hollywood movie when everyone has the same problem, you know? It's it's like, oh, and the director's got some stuff going on, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like we've got like five plot lines, but they're all just dads putting daughters in fridges. They're just like, oh no, <laughs> I did it again, not intentionally. Oh no. <laughs> I had her best interest in mind. <laughs> this whole story was just a bunch of ways to apologize to his daughter, I guess. The, the writer. <laughs> the writers all apologizing to Followed into their daughters. His daughter, who he accidentally left at a park soaking wet and infected with a virus and couldn't beat a karate. Yeah. Yeah. Kano's, Kano's father is still in, like, maybe territory, but uh, Rumi's father sucks, so, you know, yeah. you can't escape it, no matter the plot no. thread. I'm telling you. So, uh, after Achi beat his dad at karate, he stopped, he stopped going, or his dad stopped going, um, but uh, Achi continued and became a fighter, and uh, but he just like has that flashback to this moment of like being able to beat up his father when he was a child, and um, how weird that was. Uh, so they they go to this, they get they get there, and uh, Stanley goes in first and tells them to wait outside. And Achi's like, "Well, I want to go in first. It's my talk to my dad." And he's like, "No, this is serious." And um, they uh, wait outside for Stanley, and then they hear a noise inside oh wait well while they're waiting outside Hitomi's like you need to try to talk to your father which is I mean Hitomi's being very compassionate considering that this man's been trying to kill her this whole time um and and she knows full well it's to steal her heart to save his daughter's life (laughs) um and uh they they hear a noise and go inside and uh Stanley is cuffing Daisuke uh, but uh, Achi's like, no, like, don't l- release him. Like, let me, j- let me just talk to him. 
And uh, I feel like he could have still talked to him while he was handcuffed, but um, whatever. Um, <laughs> and... Handcuffed <laughs> <laughs> in your mouth. Uh, so, but basically, Achi then accuses his father of everything we know so far. Uh, you know, of everything, trying to, you know, working with, with the, the terrorists, trying to get Tano to kill Hitomi so that he can, uh, so that she would be brain dead, so he'd be able to take her heart, uh, for his, for Suzune. And, uh, Daisuke is like, I don't know anything about anything. And, and it's like really, a deeply cowardly response at this point, and then mm-hmm. he, uh, and then the final, finally, he hits this hard drive and like knocks it off the table, uh, breaking it. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. There's a couple of tech things that happen here that I'm not happy with this yeah. Fam- here, <laughs> Famously fragile external hard drives break after dropping three feet onto the floor. That's how I preserve all my security. I just I just slightly knocked them off the table like a cat. See, what they're not telling us is the floor was highly magnetized. <laughs> I don't even delete files anymore. I just not I just drop my hard drives. That's it. Yep. It's fine. Oh god. So that was dumb. Uh, but I mean maybe it's maybe I don't, well no, because Stanley's right there, like and he reacts like, oh, there must there could have been important stuff on that hard drive. Like he they're fully acknowledging that it's broken, even though he just It probably still works. They just none of them understand technology. Yeah. <sighs> like the text even points out like even Stanley saw it, but he couldn't react in time. Like Dad's elaborate plot of slightly knocking it off the table was genius. And of course, yeah. they don't even bother to check. Like they just assume it's broken. Yeah. Right. Well, and it doesn't even matter because of what happens in a minute. Um, but uh, then there's a so then they hear someone outside and there's a keep out uh, and you jump in from Minorikawa's route uh, by guessing the name Endo and it's Maria. Maria is also here and uh, I don't think we we don't know why on this route, but she shows up and Hitomi's um, like Maria and Maria's like Hitomi, but they don't embrace in a photo because it's the same. <laughs> But there is a, a, like, Maria and then Hitomi's, like, from the back and blurry, like, looking at her or something. But, like, they didn't didn't Photoshop one where they're, like, hugging each other or anything. They just had that happen off camera. And, uh, so she then starts to question Daisuke because she's like, why, why did you, you know, leave me in your, in your storeroom? Why did you, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, so I I was correct last time. It really was a storeroom. Yeah. It was. And uh, so I guess that's why she went there. And right, and, and as uh, she says this to him, uh, he lunges for Hitomi and uh, like has her like pinned on the ground. He's got a taser against her neck, which would kill her. Um, and Stanley's going to fucking shoot him. And uh, But Achi's like, no, no, don't shoot him. And um, you... Uh, th- then... So you... You can, like, there's, like, a choice. But anyway, Achi, like, gets in the way between the gun and his dad. And uh, and Daisuke, still holding the taser to Tomi's neck, explains that he met an organ trafficker at the hospital while he was visiting Suzune. And that <laughs> organ trafficker who hangs out at a hospital told him about Hitomi. Um, so he, he met this this guy a long time ago. It's like Alfard or some associate or something, I'm sure. And then 
uh, recently they they contacted him and told that him about Hitomi. And they were like, if you help us, then you'll have this this girl who will be dead, and you can uh, she's this right blood type. And um, you know, I read an article or a tweet thread. I really should say mm-hmm. this just this just yesterday about how like organ trafficking is kind of a bullshit thing because it's like it's not an easy black market when like your goods degrade so rapidly and have to be kept in such like extreme conditions. But you know, anyway, sorry. Just, so, wanted to, just wanted to bring up another problem with this game that I had. <laughs> uh, so he describes, so Stanley asks him to describe the man uh, who he presumes to be Alfard, and he says that he's like tall and has dark hair and spoke fluent Japanese, which doesn't fucking narrow it down. What? <laughs> it's Archie. <laughs> Um, and uh and finally so so then he gets through that and and achi finally says the thing that we're waiting for him to say which is like suzune wouldn't want you to murder some other girl so that she could be alive she couldn't live with herself if she knew that some girl was murdered for her like that's crazy that doesn't make any sense that's a horrible (laughs) horrible thing and he's like oh you're right and releases (laughs) Tommy. <laughs> you pointed out the flaw in my logic. Oh darn! And like, man, what a thing! And they're like crying, and it's very emotional and everything. But, um, but man, this one, this one was, uh, you know, even Achi can figure this one out. And he even says, like, even I can figure this one out, Dad. Like, come on, <laughs> give me a break. Um, <laughs> give me a break. Come on. After, after this flashback, I also wonder if like Katone, Katone's side of the family must have been like really strong. Like I don't know. I mean, she got she she had a bad ending. You know, she she got taken out like a chump. But uh, but maybe her family was actually super strong and good at fighting because Achi doesn't get it from his dad at all. Yeah. No. Yeah, his, dad, his dad blows. I'm sorry. I don't know. I he don't does know. get his cognitive thinking skills from his dad, though. Mm. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah really. So, <sighs> then, so everything's cool. Daisuke's gonna be dire- arrested. Hitomi's away and safe. And uh, then suddenly Maria collapses. That's right. She's starting to become symptomatic. And uh, Kanan and Kano come in through the door and they're, cause they're there. And then uh, Kanan grabs Maria and is like, it's starting. And that's as far as Achi's route goes, but it completes in Kano's route. That's right. And who's doing Kano's route, you ask? That's right. Everyone's favorite. The Minora Kawa Visual Novel Book Club, as they call me. Or I'd like you to. <laughs> I'm so glad that you relate to this character so much. I, I do. I love him. He's like that. <laughs> just, everything I aspire to be in my life is Minora Kawa. It's great. Um, all right. But enough, enough fucking around. We got, <laughs> we got Kano versus Tateno. And when we last saw them... He had a he had Tateno at gunpoint. So I was like, "Go ahead, shoot!" You know, while Tateno's got Maria blindfolded and stuff. But then, then somebody jumps out and kicks the gun out of Tateno's hand, and a shot fires off wildly, hitting nothing. And then Maria runs, but the our assailant pulls out like a like an assassination kind of knife. You know those knives, the ones that look really a cool knife. Yeah. That they look awesome, and like teenagers are like, I'm gonna spend a lot of money on that knife someday. Yeah, get it from the gas station. Exactly. And then Kano holds the assailant at gunpoint and says, Don't 
don't kill him. And who is it but Kanan or Kanan? But uh, I don't know what her canon name is. <laughs> um, but we knew it was because who else would it be, right? Um, she says, I, I have written she asks wasn't, so that's, that's not correct. Um, she said she wasn't going to shoot to Tenno. Or, no, she's asked, why are you going to shoot Tano like, just a minute ago, though? Why are you stopping me? And Kana's like, well, there's no reason to now that Maria escaped, you know? Duh. So Kana tells her about the virus and that Maria's infected. Or no, I'm sorry, she tells Kana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. At any rate, they, they kind of trade notes a little bit, right? She says she doesn't want the police to get involved because they'll quarantine Maria away so that she won't be able to save her. And Kana makes her a deal. Hitomi for information, and you can trust her or don't or ask who she is, but I trusted her. Um, Sakano asks her name anyway, and upon but upon hearing her name, he thinks back to that scene where everybody was stabbed, but just keeps going anyway. Um, so <laughs> yeah, this woman, Willie, and I, who came from a scene where everyone was stabbed, yeah, it's like wow, he stabbed, she stabbed a lot of people, anyhow. <laughs> so Kanan says that her objective, right, is to eliminate someone who's after after the antiviral. And Kano says, Alford. She nods. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that Kanan has in the scene is a pocket PC, which stabbed me directly in the heart uh, of nostalgia to see someone handling a pocket PC. It's been so long. <laughs> well, she's and she's like. All right, if you were going to get the antiviral, how would you do it? And it's like a quiz show, and there's like four choices or whatever. Um, I went with Osawa could get it out, which wasn't right, but seemed like the closest of all of them. I, did Kano have a correct answer here? No. They no, all, no, I don't think It all so. seemed like, just like, the other ones were kind of like nonsense things, like what if you could force it out of the the lab or something, you know? Yeah. Um. Anyway, she says, you know, that's not possible due to need to knock us. So I think the point of the scene is going to be like, no, 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 there's no easy way to do it except for the way our plot made it, you know. Um, she mentions his telling me was infected six days ago. Asawa must have injected her with antiviral. Then he realizes Alfard must have paid off Tanaka. She says the money is just a decoy. They really wanted Hitomi. And this is really all just stuff we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Just making sure you all know what the plot is before the last chapter. And yeah, and there's like a point where Kano is like, well, hold on a sec. And he had good questions. I don't know. I have buyer's remorse, but I went with why not kidnap Potomi in the first place? But we already know that answer, which is, of course, Maria switched them and she's supposed to turn on GPS, but didn't. And Kanan tells Kano all of that. Well, anyway, she's like, now hold up your under the bargain. Tell me where Maria is. So he calls up Stanley and Stanley's like, yeah, I'm I'm with Hitomi. I'm taking her to Endo Electronics. He's like, well, great. All right, let's go. So um, Kanan's like, I got to go after Maria first. And Kano's like, okay, that sounds like a plan. And he goes with her, I guess. Um, and they just leave Tateno there on the roof. Like, yep. knocked out. Oh, you're right. Don't they do, don't they? Yep. <laughs> that's foolish. Bye. <laughs> See you later. That won't come to bite us in the ass at all. Yeah. They're like, we could just handcuff into like a pipe or something, right? We don't want to do that? Nah. I good. was going to say, this is like a weird trope of Kano's where he just leaves people <laughs> to die on roofs. I mean, it probably needs medical <laughs> medical treatment afterward. Kano did to him. We could, we could at least call it in, like, to have like some officer come there and, and pick him up. <laughs> something. Yeah, no one knows the tennis on that roof except for Kano. Dick dictum. Ignore the. Per, ignore Dick-dum. the perp when. It, Inconvenient. 
so they're running through the streets, and then Kano's like, wait a minute, something's off about this. So you have a little choice of, like, saying, like, Kano, wait a sec, or, like, let me see that GPS. So I said, let's see the GPS. It turns out, because Maria's going toward Endo Electronics anyway, so it's like, oh, well, that works out. Um, anyway, Kano calls in the HQ to tell Kuze, like, hey, listen, we're, we're tracking down Maria, you know, we, we've almost got her. And he's like, great, where are you? And he goes, can't tell you yet, bye. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, exactly. Just just want to dangle it in front of you. Um, You're a very good officer, Kano. Yeah. Technically, I called in, you know. I mean, kind of. So they, uh, they're they at Endo Electronics, right? Um, uh, and they, they overhear somebody arguing that we know is Daisuke. Like, he, I think he gets a description. Like, he's an older man. He's like, don't you... Oh, because he says, don't you want to save Suzune with somebody? Um... Maria and Stanley are there, it seems like, in that room. And, uh, what do you call it? Uh, and it seems like they're talking to a younger man who's obviously Achi, although it's not identified because Kano doesn't know him. Um, the Daisuke has a stun gun to Maria's neck, and they decide to kind of, like, hand back, hang back and let Achi handle it. And then you get a keep out, which, you know, was obviously broken by Achi's path. Anyway, so that whole thing happens. Maria collapses. Kanan says it's not the Ua virus because there's no other symptoms, but she doesn't know why she collapsed. Um, it's with been Tanaka a hard dead, though, day. I know. <laughs> with Tanaka dead, they can't get the antiviral, but Kanan's like, maybe I can break through the electronic locks in the lab. Maybe I could brute force it or side channel it or a third one, which I forget, which is pretty much brute forcing. Or I think it's like, the brute force thing where you have like a rainbow table and you kind of guess it, but whatever. And the fucking CIA guy's like, oh, great. Yeah, those sure are three types of hacking. You're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then she's like, I'll probably have to side channel it, though. Um, so basically, it's like, she's like, we got to get this password. And these other two methods are kind of just like, what if we just guess the password with like magic computer stuff, you know? But. Yeah, and, and you, you're supposed to believe that Kanan is, is a 14-year-old and she's both like a, a, a really strong super spy and she can break into computers. <laughs> super <laughs> when, hacker. When, when did she have time to learn all that? <laughs> While being in a war zone and getting her partner killed. Yeah, <laughs> the fighter thing makes sense, but this does not. Like the fighter thing I can buy, I can, I can believe it, but yeah, this is a lot. Well, because also Stanley's like, well, how are you going to do any of this? Like, you, do you have any equipment? And she's like, I can just take one of these PCs here. Like, what? Like, wait, what? Like, okay, I'll I'll just install password cracker, whatever, and it'll work on the lock. All right, fine. So anyway, she's going to side channel the electronic lock to defeat it without the crypto key. But suddenly there's a sound that all the computers shut down and all the footage is deleted according to Daisuke's on the computer. And then all this and then a picture of them appear on the monitor, like a live all the monitors, like a live feed. And there's like a little ca- webcam kind of thing that's excuse me, I kind of realizes that's where the feed's coming from. And then you hear a man's voice with distortion, and it's Alfard. And he has a and he has a deal to make. He'll trade them the password for Hitomi's blood. So to that end, he wants him to bring Hitomi back to um, the Shibuya Square, like where she was earlier this morning at 7 p.m. And he'll he'll go there in person. And I have in parentheses for some reason. 
you have a whole team of people you hired earlier today, but fine. Yeah, well, they're busy now. Yeah, Even like, they think like, that's weird. Like, one guy's in custody, and the rest are like, uh, we just gonna wait here, boss? Apparently. <laughs> and then, like, Daisuke, after that, like, pulls out his Ethernet cable, and he's like, I must have happened because there was a hole in the firewall, which, like, alright, shut up. Um... <laughs> And then, wait, then he goes, I have to redo all my security from the ground up. And Kanan goes, I said, Kanan says, good idea, somehow not sarcastically. Fucking <laughs> 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 idiot. Like, what are you all talking about? There's no time to redo your security, and the breach already happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to change my password. <laughs> Is that what he means? It sounds like he's gonna like rewrite the code. <laughs> <laughs> that, maybe that is what he means. He's like, I'll make my password admin too. <laughs> oh, this is all caused by a, a synchronization error. Ugh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have made my security system multi-threaded. <laughs> but it's like, what was even the security breach? Alvard's like, I'm gonna give them a video. Like, just give them a video. You know, like, there's no, you don't have to hack shit. Whatever. <sighs> um, Watchdogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hitomi says, so Hitomi's like, I'll go, I'll do it. Stanley's like, you'll probably be killed. And I'm not, oh no, you can't do that. You'll be killed. She goes, well, I really want to. And Stanley's like, yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> The best the, as well. The, the plan is like, Kanan's going to go to the lab to try to hack the password, but plan B is that Kano is going to get there, apprehend Alfard, and make him give up the password. Although Kano's like, I, how? And Kanan's like, I have some information we can trade him. Maybe we can do that negotiation. Kanan is this like magical character that just fills all plot holes with her superhero abilities. Yeah. yeah. She does have an anime series about herself like later on, so so yeah. <laughs> Shock. I gotta tell you, I'm not a big Kanan fan, you know? No. She's like just a little too like, alright, like you you can't do all this. This is ridiculous now. You've played your like superhero card like a few times. Also, she not only does that, but she also explains everything. Like, she's like the exposition person too, and which is just like, hey, we've got this superhero like influencer person who can just like recreate the plot to our the way it fits whatever we want, and she knows all the details of everything too, which is just like, come on, like she's an action hero movie uh, hero star that is not in any that's not any of these stories. It's not an action thriller. Well, you, you know the funny thing too. I'm just thinking of I, when she was like, "I can get through that password on electronic lock. I could maybe use like brute force or side channel or whatever." And like, can you imagine being Kano? Like, I don't give a shit how you do it, lady. Like, just do it. <laughs> yeah, why would you care? God, that is such a trope too. <laughs> I learned some words about hacking. It would it would also be less embarrassing if they didn't make her say those words. Yeah. yeah. What if we use symmetrical keys? Like, all right, just stop it, please. You're hurting. Oh me. no! Here's but- the sticky note next. Is so <laughs> just just go to fucking Tanaka's flat and find a like a sticky note underneath the desk that's like this is the password. 
And the password's admin too, and Daisuke is like, shit, now I have to do this all over again again. <laughs> yeah, that's my password. <laughs> Are you using my luggage? Admin too. <laughs> Uncrackable. <laughs> anyway. I, it feels like there's like someone missing here too, because like Kanan's going to hack the lock and also going to be on the phone to negotiate with Alfard. Like, couldn't Stanley do one of those things? Not as well as well. I don't think Stanley can because I think Stanley is Alfard. Mm. He's just been really suspicious. But didn't Alfard just talk to them while Stanley was right there? Who said that's not a recording? Yeah. To throw off the scent. Mm. Or who says that Alfard didn't briefly step out of the room while they were all looking at the video <laughs> feed and then talking to his cell phone? Kanan's <laughs> the only person competent enough in this story to figure that out. Maybe Minorikawa. I would love, though, if Stanley was uh, Alfard, though, because that would make his explanation to Kano make so much more sense of being like, oh, no, but when he fucks up, it's on purpose, okay? <laughs> I, I have a different theory because they talked about that foreign person who could speak Japanese really well. And who's the only other foreign person that had some scenes in this Leland game? Palmer. Leland Palmer. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Making Leland Palmer. Oh, God. That would be pretty good. I don't want to spoil actually. two things at once, but oh, boy. <laughs> That'd be ballsy. Yeah, that would track. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Would he mix up the twins, though? He wouldn't mix up the twins. He know them. Uh, he's, he's, he's a professor, so... But... I don't know. But that's... Well, um, I mean, unless he's the one who realized that... Because, you know, the people kidnapped Maria, and then he might be the one who's like, that's not Maria, you jerks. You know? Yeah. So, Alright, plan B. Hack the laboratory password. Alright, but, um... Anyhow, look, we that got we got one. would explain how he how far knew about the Osawas and their situation. You know what? With That's all of the Twin Peaks references, I would not be surprised that it's like no, Alfar is actually a demon from another dimension that we just didn't mention. He's <laughs> really like <laughs> a production guy. But yeah, yeah. he's caught in the background. Oh, that's gonna be the worst if it's a character we haven't met. Maybe it's Yana Kishida, and he lost his memory. God, that would be great. <laughs> it wouldn't. No, no, he's pure. I gotta. You, you, you gotta let me have Yanagashita. I would love to see that actor try and do evil, though. Yeah, it's not him, but God, he's the Riddler to Alfard's Joker. Is the problem? <laughs> he could never be the. He could never be the guy in charge for too long. Yep. So anyway, the last plot. So after you get to the to be continued. On the Kendo outlet, we, uh, the last one is Asawa. So, like always, Asawa's route opens up with his tortured inner monologue, which immediately <laughs> cuts to him uh, freaking out because, you know, this is the moment where he's realized that he can't actually save Maria. And he's just slamming his fist into the table. And um, Kajibara is just sitting there trying to, you know, trying to calm him down and suggest the obvious thing that, wait, maybe, you know, Tanaka's password didn't die with him. Maybe he gave it to someone. Um, and, you know, almost immediately he's like, yeah, he probably gave it to I. And Asawa's like, wow, you knew that? And he's like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, so, yeah, the, the tie clip gave it away uh, because that was such an awkward thing. Uh, apparently to give to uh, you know your husband's uh, employee but um is that a romantic is that a romantic gift a tie clip 
I could kind of see it. I mean, I don't think so, but it seems very domestic. I guess it's it's jewelry. I guess it's yeah. more like just why would you give any gift? Well, because she has to bug him, you know. Right, but it seems like a weird thing to be like, you know, what, like it seems like a very like, you know, I was I noticed your tie didn't have a clip or something. It's very like, you know, personal, as opposed to like something impersonal. I know your tie. I notice your tie is always flapping across your chiseled pecs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they it, you know it's pretty clear to everybody now that that that, that was going on and. Um, and Asawa doesn't really, he's just like, oh yeah, of course it was. And so uh, he's like, well, that is possible, but you know, I would actually need Maria brought to me as opposed to being quarantined. And Kajuar was like, you know what? I will do that. I will go out there and I will get Maria and I will bring her back to you because that's the kind of guy he is. Um, and he, and also because he's a generous man, he offers him the rest of his bananas, which is an entire bunch. He's just got a whole <laughs> bunch of bananas that mm-hmm. he apparently had somewhere. In his pockets, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, great. oh, these are the ones we haven't had yet. This whole bunch of bananas. That's great. Oh, he's it so is, pure. It unironically is great. So anyway, at this point, uh, Kazuwara takes off to, to, to accomplish this. And Asawa, so, uh, there's a tip about Kazuwara here. Did you read that? The tip about the person that looked uh, just like him? Oh yeah! Oh so, yeah, that was so weird. So, the place where this is such an odd tip. Do you want some tri- trivia? Okay. Yes. So, did, did I talk about Machi in, in the, on this podcast yet? Huh? The, the game Machi. Machi. No, I don't Which think so. is kind of like a prequel to this game. It's not really, but it's um, a previous visual novel that also takes place in Shibuya and is in the same universe. Okay. As this game, the stories have no connection okay. between them, but they take place in the same okay. universe. And for for four twenty eight is full of references to Machi, like a lot of tips yeah, as reference to Machi. Uh, and in Machi, the uh, actor who plays um, Kajiwara plays a hairdresser uh, who's involved in some crimes. That's good. they had to justify why there are two people who look exactly the same uh, in the same <laughs> oh universe. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and so in this, in this tooltip, uh, he meets his lookalike hairdresser, and then as soon as he says he's a detective, he runs away never to be seen again. Uh, which is always fun. I don't know, it's just so weird. And there's another one coming up that I did not get, but uh, there's definitely another Machi uh, reference that now that I'm thinking about it because it's pretty clear that it's just... There, there are a ton of them. They're like, uh, yeah. in, in the tips, especially in the tips, like all of the time. Yeah. The tips that go really long. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway... Um, so after this happens, instead of Asawa going immediately to confront Ai about uh, if she knows uh, uh, Tanaka's password, he goes to Maria's room for the first time since that rainy day, which we have already alluded to is when he struck her. Um, and he sees just new lows, new lows every chapter for Asawa. Really, just oof. Mm-hmm. and as he walks in, like he like he sees a bunch of photographs, and it turns out there are a bunch of photographs from the Middle East. Um, including one that's a picture like a casual picture of him and he realizes that she's got talent that she's actually you know he finally starts to like look outside of himself and he sees it not only these talented pictures but hey maybe she has dreams of being a photographer maybe she has something else that doesn't involve me in her life (laughs) (laughs) it's it's rough every time you start to feel bad for the guy they do some shit like this to be like no no I had a flashback that's coming up it's like oh god oh my god the flashback that they just elaborate on Jesus yeah it's an extension of the one we previously had and it just makes him so much worse than he did before 
every time you think it's going to be better, it's worse. Um, so anyway, so the he sees all this stuff. He realizes she has talent, um, and he has a like you know he's so he's he has this moment where he realizes like he he kind of cares about her dreams, and he has some idea of how how like you know her loss like exists outside of how it impacts him. And then he, he has this flashback, which just as soon as he has that moment, the like the Divac said that the flashback comes and just completely just puts him back in the toilet where he belongs. <laughs> and he so that de- so the whole the backstory, which is so much worse than what we were first led to believe of just striking a child. Uh, he had promised to take them to an amusement park, but he was, you know, he's too busy because he's the worst dad ever. <laughs> and so he informs him of this and then and then to make it even worse, because Tommy doesn't say anything and Maria gets upset. He's like, why didn't you deal with this crap like like Tommy did? Why couldn't you be the good daughter who takes my abuse and doesn't say anything? <laughs> and puts his immediately back on her and so of course she freaks out and she runs away and uh and and like is just like you know i she she takes off and hitomi has to be the one to be like um she probably ran away so you'll go back so you'll chase her and he's like yeah i knew that <laughs> of course he doesn't even know she ran away until hitomi comes and tells him the sister's not there no she has to be like dad it's raining outside and, and maria left a while ago and Are she gonna be okay? You want to check on her? Oh, I'd go find her, but um, gosh, all this work, you know. And then, then he realizes that, like, he's always like, yeah, wait she- until she got, she gets the flu, and then we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> she, when she's full of viruses, that's when I care. Yeah. And she probably ran away to a park, and he's like, that park's like 25 minutes away, so round trip is going to be about an hour, considering the factoring of the time I have to, like, you know, pick my daughter up from the park where she's currently being poured down rain upon and bring her back. I don't have an hour to spare, so we'll just wait her out. And then she waits for, like, hours and hours and hours, and all he does is get angrier and think to himself, these kids don't appreciate all I've done for them as a single dad. <laughs> Which is, oh, and so he just, so he's getting indignant about this, and then he just, you know, kind of and buries it and doesn't worse. pay attention. And it's pouring. It is absolutely pissing down outside, and he's doing nothing, and then she shows up, and because, you now he's just become more indign- indignant about everything, as as, um, as soon as uh, she comes back in, he hits her like we saw in the previous flashback, um, and at this moment, he feels, he feels like a complete failure as a father. He doesn't care about what he's just under her. He cares about the fact that he's failed. And the revelation we get is that this is why he married I, uh, because he thought his kids would need a wicked stepmother, which would be a step up from him as a dad. <laughs> is he wrong? <laughs> no, he's correct. I mean, it's, it probably was a little stabilizing influence on the family, even to have someone who's just completely awful coming in as just a third party. <laughs> She, when they when she talks about her, her who talks about her Hitomi or Maria I don't remember but say, they they're like oh, she's not that bad like she's yeah. weird but they're like you know she's not like evil not like you dad they're just like she <laughs> has different values that don't make sense to us <laughs> yep I mean anything is a step up from Osawa yeah like they could have gotten that wire monkey with like the cloth on it and they would have loved it yeah. And so he thinks back on his conversation with Kajiwara and realizes that he needs to apologize. Just That's his big revelation well, about striking his kid, that he needs to apologize for it. 
Amazing. Before she dies from the virus. Before she dies from the virus. And, and, and this is what he uses to justify. He's like, well, I guess I got, finally got to, you know, buck up my courage and go talk to I because I do need to apologize for that one thing I did wrong that one time. <laughs> and this- so we, oh God, we hit this big, we hit the keep out uh, because, you know, that's, we have to wait for, um, a menorah coward to call him with the revelation that, uh, that, you know, uh, that I was, uh, was dating Tanaka before they got married. Um, and you know, obviously, it's pretty freaking obvious. But the one thing that Minorakawa does say to him is, is not to be too hard on his wife. Uh, that you know he needs to, uh, you know, just not lose sight of what's important right now. Uh, so he confronts her in their yard, which is very like it's very like a stage like romantic confrontation thing for two people who clearly have no romance between them at all. And the um, the choice you get, which is another one of these in this chapter that doesn't really matter, is um. Uh, did uh, did Tanaka give you his password, or did uh, you love Tanaka? Um, and so I, I chose I, just because I knew nothing really counted here. Was uh, did you love Tanaka? And mm-hmm. uh, the obvious pushback from I is like, did you ever love me? Yeah. Like, what, what does it matter if I love Tanaka? Because did, did you love me? And he's like, well, no. He's totally honest and says <laughs> I, I married you so my girls could have a mother. She's shocked. Yeah, she even says something along the lines of, I think this is the first time I've ever heard you say the word love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, that sucks. These people's lives suck so bad. And it's just like, and then she's actually like surprised that he said something honest and dealt with something like real emotionally. And she's just like, wow, okay. And she's like, no, I married you to, to keep you tied to the company. You really don't understand how much you're worth. And that's what I'm devoted to. Yeah, and, and she's really into the company. It's his family yeah, company. Yeah, she's really. Well, it's her father. Isn't her father the like head of it? Or yeah, whatever? it is. But she still gave herself away. Just uh, she, she's not an employee of the company. It's, it's her father. It's Does she own stock in it? Mm, she ruined her. She ruined her whole life. You know, for the company. Like she's put her life down. It might be a lot of stock. Yeah, it could be <laughs> some good stock. But it's also implied that yes, she did love. Tanaka, because she is upset about it, not just for the reason of like, you know, oh, this is going to jeopardize the company, but her whole, like, her main focus is, is that it would jeopardize the company. So I, I kind of had a, a different read on, like a better read on her from this, which is more like, it's, how do you describe it? It's like when you've, oh, once you've committed to it, then you have to justify the commitment. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. When when she, he also tries to stop him from going after the after Maria and the virus because she said that if if that comes out and the company is ruined, then all of my life has been for nothing. Exactly. Yeah. But but it's also that's the immediate thing that happens next, and that's also why like she's a horrible person because she's like, oh no, kill Maria and anyone Maria gets exposed to. Right. I guess. But my yeah, my point is like. You know, jokes aside, like, she probably doesn't care so much about Okoshi Pharmaceutical, really, but the fact is that she gave her whole life of it, so it's like, now she kind of has to care about Okoshi Pharmaceutical, or everything's or nothing. Yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah, so the, um, she, you know... Also stock. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's got a lot of money in this shit, come on! But anyway, uh, she, um... Yeah, he he has also figured out that like he was the one keeping her and Tanaka apart, and um, and he asks her like, "Do you know the password?" At this point, and she's she says no, and he looks her in the eye and believes her. So like, she doesn't actually know the password 
as we're led to believe in the game. And uh, it seems like that's that's the thing. And we get another keep out, uh, which is eventually gets passed when Hitomi calls her father uh, to get him and uh, to go to the laboratory to let Maria and uh, to Kanan in with Maria. Um, so Kanan can uh, uh, try to hack in. Um, and as he's talking to Hitomi, uh, 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 he like says, "Okay, I will do this, and and I will, you know." And yeah, Hitomi lies to him about putting herself in danger during this because obviously mm-hmm. she's going to. And as soon as he says that he will do this, uh, I grabs him, almost like a hug, but just tries to like stop him. Like she has to physically stop him from doing this, even though she really isn't going to fight him. And she's just like, "No, this is the moment that Oren says we're like, you know, you're going to ruin the company, and you're going to ruin your career and everything you've." that I've fought my life for and everything that you've put your life into, like all this virus stuff and the virology that you've worked your life for, you're going to throw it all away. And he, rather than sort of getting confrontational where he prostrates himself and he, and he just apologizes and he's like, I'm sorry, I put you in this position, which might be the first time he's actually being a decent human being in this entire Mm storyline where he's just like, listen, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm just going to say, I'm sorry that I put you here because clearly my actions have done this. Uh, and he, and he asks her, which is just bizarre. If this is going to end the two of them, like if this is going to end their relationship (laughs) (laughs) and she's just, her, her response is basically, duh. Yeah. Yes. It's going to end this. And he has this revelation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess this is the end of everything. Um, which he doesn't understand relationships at all. Yeah, and, it's like he's learning all this. Yeah, he's almost like an alien who's sort of realizing what human <laughs> relationships are. But you know, he has this realization that you know, rather than throwing his life away, what he's doing is actually saving. You know, and that that he's trying to do something right for his daughters, his daughter, and his both his daughters. Uh, so he's about to drive away. And this is the end to his story as he's finally committed to doing the right thing. Uh, and that's that's where we end this chapter. And Osawa's whole story. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then there were three. That is to say, the same thing happens. Ooh, was Maria's uh Maria's thing. That was absolutely not me playing a video game, by the way. Anyhow, um <laughs> Sorry, I'm anyway. <laughs> and we're on to the next chapter, which is two hours. Yeah, so it's two hours. Um, we have oh, it is two. Yeah, it's two hours. We have two endings. Eight o'clock um, to ten. And even though we have three characters right now at the beginning, I'm pretty sure we're going to go up to five again in the middle of the chapter. Gotcha. Uh, so it's probably going to be long. I'm not sure if we should do it in one episode or two. I guess I'll play it and see. Yeah. yeah. So about the two endings, um, there are apparently like four flags that you have to, like four specific choices you have to make to, to get to the real ending. Uh, so I'll post them in, in our chat and we should probably see both endings. Uh, so like sure. choose something else the first All time right. and then go back and choose the, real, the, the thing that will give you the real ending. All right, listeners, we'll see you on the other side. Let's find out who Alfard is. Mm-hmm. And why they have that terrible name. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever find that out. I think it's Leland Palmer. That, that's that's my official final guess, Leland Palmer. Maybe Leland Palmer thought it sounded really good in Japanese. That's a strong guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna say Kadayama. I think it could still be Tanaka, and he's not actually dead. That's a good one too. I think. Um, I'm thinking Stanley uh, with a recording to to cover his track. They could put a heavy rain and make it one of their main characters. <laughs> yep. Oh my god! Please no. <laughs> I can't believe, you know, I mean, I'm okay with the spoiling Heavy Rain, but Heavy Rain and Twin Peaks in one podcast. Wow. All my favorite media. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good night, folks. Good Good night. night. Good night.